Welcome to Season 3 of The Successful Strategist, a podcast on strategy, management, and governance dedicated to helping you address the most important questions any organization can ask. I'm Mitchell Muncy, a consultant who has co-founded or led five startups, for-profit and non-profit, spanning the media, public policy, and higher education. In these practical five-minute episodes, I cut through jargon and myth to offer you the same advice I give my clients. Good morning. This is the seventh episode in a series on threats to good strategy. Last time, I asked whether more information is always better, or even usually better. You won't develop a sound strategy by hoping that research and analysis will do your thinking for you. Another problem with gathering as much information as possible, rather than the right information, is that it may focus your attention excessively on what other organizations are doing. You begin to measure your performance by others' standards and fall into one of the most destructive mindsets an organization can adopt, attempting to be the best. So much about the current business environment encourages organizations to think this way. Analysts want every company to be as similar as possible to the current top performers. Regulators want as little variation as possible between companies in the same industry. Even nonprofit rating services encourage uniformity. Is IKEA the best furniture store? It may be the best for a certain group of customers, but for other customers, Pottery Barn or Stickley will be better. Is either Oxfam or World Vision the best nonprofit? It depends on your understanding of the problem you want to solve. Do you believe IKEA, Stickley, Oxfam, or World Vision would be more profitable or more effective if each tried to serve the needs of the other's customers or beneficiaries? There's no such thing as a best organization in any industry or field. Since there's no best, it's impossible to be the best, and a strategy that tries to do something impossible can only damage your organization. A related threat to strategy development is the threat of the good. Most organizations waste a great deal of time debating whether a proposed activity or course of action is good. Unless you've hired very badly, You can usually presume that almost all the ideas the members of your team propose will be worthwhile in some way. Across the dozens of organizations I've worked with, I've heard very few proposals, even from the least knowledgeable or experienced people, that wouldn't have been a good idea for some organization. Unfortunately, when your discussion is about which ideas are good, rather than how you'll decide which is the most compelling for your organization at a specific moment in its history, bad consequences follow. Your strategy development can become a contest of wills, with each side, or even each individual, determined to see their preferred good solution chosen over the others. Often executives will solve this problem by including a little something for everyone in the final plan. The result of this kind of compromise 
is what I've called organizations being in competition with themselves as they try to straddle more than one approach to the problem or opportunity. Even if an organization avoids these problems, focusing on the good will make their strategic plans almost entirely self-referential. That is, their plans will list the organization's current strengths and activities as though this is all that is necessary to explain how and why the organization will succeed. They won't say anything about possible obstacles to their success in their external environment. Your organization shouldn't strive to be the best, and in a certain sense, it shouldn't strive to be good. It should strive to be unique. To be the best is impossibly ambitious. To be good isn't ambitious enough. My question for today is, are your discussions of strategy focused on how you'll decide which possibility is the most compelling, rather than whether particular ideas are good or bad? Are your tests of possible strategies focused on specific groups of customers or beneficiaries that aren't well served by current alternatives? Even if you have a sound strategy, you can fail to communicate it well, and the threat of misunderstanding will be our topic next time. Most people learn about podcasts from friends and colleagues. If this episode was helpful, please take 30 seconds right now to recommend The Successful Strategist to one other person, and be sure you haven't missed any of the previous episodes. If you'd like to receive my twice-monthly newsletter, which includes show notes and a summary of important ideas about strategy, management, or governance, sign up at thesuccessfulstrategist.com. I'm glad we could invest this time together. Remember, being a successful strategist doesn't require specialized training or unique insight, just a commitment to asking the right questions. The Successful Strategist is a production of Prospera LLC, a consulting firm providing strategy development, nonprofit due diligence, crisis management, and interim executive management to mission driven organizations and philanthropists. Learn more at prosperallc.com. This is Mitchell Muncie. Talk to you next time.